Maybe I'm crazy, but if you work out and don't post it, then it didn't count. All those calories are still there. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor, uh, once again from my apartment, because of course we are all uh, staying home and staying safe. Hope you are too. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for checking us out. I know everybody's going through a lot right now, so... I really appreciate it being able to even do the podcast um, and talk to you guys is awesome. We are going to talk to Mercedes Lewis, tight end for the Green Bay Packers. He is also a UCLA uh, alum as well. Uh, he gives his recommendations for what you should watch during quarantine and you know talks about what he's going through right now and the end of the season, a little bit about Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, Tom Brady. Um, and of course, we will talk to Heller, Donnie, and T for all of our segments today. But let's get started with Mercedes Lewis. So, very excited to have Mercedes Lewis on the podcast again. It's great to have you. A little different circumstances this time, but I appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah. How's, uh, how's it been for you? So, you're in LA, you're still obviously working out and training. Has it been difficult to kind of navigate everything? Um, it's been. I wouldn't say difficult, but it's kind of frustrating. I think, um, I mean, obviously, like I started training maybe like three weeks ago, and normally uh, my trainer, like we'll have our gym and everything, and close that down. So we're like, okay, well, I'll bring my trainer to my gym in my building, close that down. Um, and so right now, uh, one of my business partners and a good friend of mine, uh, his name is Dr. Pat. Dr. Pat has a PT facility slash like training facility, so it's turf weights all that uh right now it's probably julio, it's julio jones in there me girly uh deandre hopkins and we all have like an hour and a half like slots so we train like individually so that we're not next to each other so we have our own slot we get it in and get up out of there so from that aspect everything has worked out pretty good yeah i know i know dr pat dr pat is legendary <laughs> um yeah yeah that's that's good so I, I, yeah i feel like everyone's kind of frustrated when it comes to that. I mean, obviously, you know, I am not a professional athlete, but I like to get my workouts in and it's been difficult. Are you mentally like okay. still able to navigate the off season the same way? Or is there like an added pressure knowing that you, know, you might not have OTAs and you might not like start off season training with the team usual time? I think, you know, obviously the outside stuff, you hear a lot of things. Um, you don't necessarily know what to believe or how to react to them. Uh, but, you know, for me, it's just about controlling what I can control and being in the best shape uh, as possible when it's time to go back is what I can control. And I think, you know, if you have a growth mindset through this whole process, you'll come out on the other end flourish. And if you don't, you know, you're, you're going to have setbacks. So you, you got to be positive about it. Uh, all this extra time that you have, you know, to strengthen your mind, your body, read, work out as much as you can, be active. You know, you can still go walk around, you know, like. You know how it is in L.A. It's a bunch of hills. I'll go to Silver Lake, hike, do whatever. Uh, just clear your mind. Um, you know, some, I think it's inevitable for, like, to worry about, you know, negative things coming in your mind. But if you can kind of acknowledge them and then flush it and then get back to action, I think that's your best bet. So just controlling what I can control. So you guys had a what I consider a great season. I really liked your team all year. I felt like there was a lot of people that were very critical of you guys. They kind of called you like frauds and you weren't really as good as you actually were. And to me, I'm like, I don't know. They went to the NFC Championship game. I feel like they were all right. 
what was uh, what was it like for you guys this season? Uh, how did you feel? Obviously, you know, you, you didn't make the Super Bowl. We know that. But how did you feel overall about how your season went? Uh, I mean, obviously, the ultimate goal when you go into the season is to get to the Super Bowl and win that thing, right? So that was the goal the whole time. Uh, the way we went about our business every day, everybody was just hard hat on, heads down. Uh, we had the, the right group of leaders and the young guys that followed the leaders and, and did what was expected of them. Um, you know, obviously, we want to win every game if we can, but it didn't turn out that way. And going into that NFC Championship game, we were confident, just fell short. Uh, but being able to, you know, do what we did with a new coach, new offense, new coordinator, uh, and then, you know, to have uh, A-Rod buy in. And obviously, you're talking about the NFL. I mean, just a, just a, he's amazing, man. Just MVP, Super Bowl champ, all of that. But for him to buy in and kind of take what he knows and what he believes to be right and mesh it to what the coaches wanted, by the end of the year, we were rolling. And, um, you know, I'm excited to get back in there. Obviously, with this situation, we're all going to be on Zoom now starting like next week. Uh, but, you know, we're excited about it. We're excited about our opportunity. And, uh, you know, I only got two or three more years left. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get one of them rings, man. So do you feel like you guys are in a better position? Obviously, you have a relatively new coach. But you're looking at some of the teams around the league. They got new coaches. They got new coordinators. They got you know rookie quarterbacks coming in. A lot of guys are going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage not being able to get together with everything that's going on. So do you guys feel like you have a lot of momentum to build on, and you, you have a good uh, core and chemistry, and, you know, and connection to build on with, even if you won't be able to get together? Definitely, I think that I think that we definitely have a leg up as far as that's concerned. I think. What a lot of teams are doing now, we did that last year, right? And uh, kind of beefing up our defense. Um, you know, there, there are going to be some things that we need to address in the draft. But, I mean, we have our systems in on both sides of the ball. Uh, and, you know, after the draft, we'll, we'll be able to get guys to plug and play. And I think we'll be in good shape come camp, whenever that's going to be. And however long that's going to be, uh, we'll take advantage of it. And like I said, when you got number 12, you know, running, running things back there, I mean, it's, it's limitless, to be honest. So you sound like you're a big fan of, of Aaron Rodgers, personally. He gets a lot, of, a lot of critiques. You know, he's a superstar, so people are going to be critical of what he does and if he doesn't win. But what's, what is it about Aaron that everybody doesn't get? I think what I think the people, the people see only what they see on TV or talk about based on his reactions to stuff that's like in the media, right? But when you're there with him every single day, it's um, just the way he goes about his business. He's a true professional. He's one of those that like, you know, demands demands your best. And, um, you know, if you're a true competitor, you understand that and you get that. And he's definitely, he's definitely different on and off the field. Like off the field, he's more reserved, right? So, you know, what, what do people say normally about people that are reserved? Well, oh, he's cocky, he's this, he's that. Well, that's because, you know, he de he doesn't really want to be, if he if he doesn't know you like that, you, you'll know it right away, you know? But on the field, he's just, he's one of the best I've ever played with. 
So another number 12 made a pretty big move this offseason a few weeks ago. Tom Brady going to the NFC, play for the Buccaneers. Were you surprised or you kind of felt like with all the talk that he was, that was going to be his move? I, honestly, I thought he was going to stay. I thought he was going to stay with the Patriots. Um, <clears throat> not, not in a million years that I think the Tampa Bay was even on his list. Um, but I, I just feel like all he, for all he's, you know, for all he, what he's done and accomplished uh, with the Patriots, he doesn't necessarily. He just wants to live a little bit now. You know, I think him, him being able to leave and knowing that he's giving it all, giving it his all. You know, with the Patriots, he can sleep at night, and this is just a different chapter that he's turning turning the uh, page. And I just, I think for any for any football player or professional athlete, if you ever have the chance to win six Super Bowls and you know just be the greatest of all time, and then when you wake up in the morning and knowing that you did your best, you know, and it, it is not on your shoulders, and you still have a little bit left to go give another team to try to take them to a championship, why not? So, I think. Any athlete would, would trade places in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes, probably. Well, he's, he's the greatest. Although you might feel differently. You might feel like Aaron is the greatest, but I won't ask you that question. Well, well here, I'll tell you this. And, and just talking to Aaron about it, Aaron has a tremendous amount of respect for Tom. And it's about championships at the end of the day, right? And, you know, you could be a great player, to be, but to be the greatest ever, it's about that and it's about your pedigree and what you put down and Aaron understands that now if you're talking about just a quarterback that could do everything and make every throw and do all of that then Aaron is my guy so another quarterback that's out there that is looking for a team is Cam Newton I'm a big Cam Newton fan because I like personalities and I also just feel like the league is really fun when Cam is out there playing at the high level but people are very critical of Cam as well probably a little bit for different reasons than with Aaron, but what do you, do you think that Cam can still play at a high level? I think he still has uh, some some great football left in him. Uh, you know, it sucks that he's dealt with you know a couple of injuries um, towards the end of his uh, stint with Carolina, but he still has some football to play. And uh, you know that that guy that guy is a machine. I just think he needs to be in the right situation. Uh, I don't. I can't remember when I feel like I saw there was like four or five teams that could potentially get him. I don't know if it's like the Chargers, Jags, Patriots. It's like four or five teams, but he needs to be in a situation where he can thrive, that he'll have a quarterback coach that understands how to coach a star for one. Um, and and just being around him, he's just infectious. He, he's always smiling. He's just a good dude. So you don't you don't want to do like that to lose his joy when he still has ball left to play. So I just hope he ends up in the right situation. So the draft is coming up in a couple weeks. Um, when when you think back to when you got drafted and what draft day was like for you, obviously it's going to be very different for you know the first round guys this year not right. being able to go up there with Goodell and get the hat and the jersey and everything. But what was what was draft day like for you? Draft day was fun for me. I got invited uh, to go to New York for it, uh, but I wanted my family around, so I just rented out the Lowe's Hotel, and then we all chilled in Santa Monica and did our thing there. I ended up going – I was projected to go mid-first round. I ended up going uh, like 27, 28 at the end of the first round. But I, it was I – was, I was anxious. Um, my mind my – mind, wasn't how it is now as far as like being able to control what I can control. So I was anxious. 
I mean, obviously you got your family there and, you know, they make it worse, right? Like you can't <laughs> relax and your agent is there in your face with the phone. I'm like, bro, like, so, I mean, I just remember being there and I felt like I, I think I got drafted like at like 1.30 p.m. You know what I mean? Like I, I always remember that of somewhere around there. And once I got drafted, I, I left everybody. Everybody's crying. I left. I went home to kind of decompress a little bit. And maybe like an hour later, Maurice Jones Drew got drafted right after me. You know, we both at UCLA and we both got drafted to Jacksonville. So I think him and I being drafted to the same team, coming from the same college, that's something I'll never forget because we were able to go through the rookie, the whole rookie experience together. And, and that made it easier for both of us. So, you know, it, it's definitely a time where you 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 got to relax and understand that, you know, everything that you could have done to get you to that point, you've already done it. You know, there's nothing you could do right then and there, whether you're at the draft or in that hotel room. Just relax uh, and let God do his work. So that said, things are going to be a little different for these prospects this year because they're not going to do the pro days and the meetings that they usually have, and everything's going to be like this. So what advice would you give these guys who are going to be doing, like, Zoom meetings and FaceTime calls with, with teams? Like, if you had to do that, could you imagine, like, having to do that as a prospect? That That's, that's going to be tough. I think um... – not have a house full of people. Because um, I, I think w whenever you do that, I mean, just your levels, if you're, I guess it just depends on where you're getting drafted at, right? If you're if you're a guy that's like top 10 and you know it, it's different. But if you're, if you're a guy that like, could be a guy that's like bottom of the first going into the second, like it, third round, like it, it's, it's gonna be a little different. So have your close friends and family around you. Um, it's gonna be a weird time because we're quarantining anyway. You know what I mean? So that's going to be interesting, but I don't know. That That's hard. That's a hard one. Yeah, I feel for them right now. The NFL just expanded the playoffs to add an extra wild card for each conference. Do you like that move? I mean, I mean, I guess it's cool for the teams that are going to be in the bottom, the bottom half. But that's not going to be you guys. <laughs> yeah, that sucks because the – it takes away a buy, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like you have to be the number one seed to get a buy. And I remember, I remember playing this year and we were going like towards the, the end, the end stretch. And it was like, man, had we had won that game against Philly. Cause that was our, like if, if that NFC game right there was like the, like the, a pivotal point going into the end where we were like the second seed instead of the first seed. And we ended up losing that game like 30, 36 to like 31 or 30, something like that. Um, so it, for, for the teams that are going to be competing at the top, it's going to be a dog fight. But then the teams that are in the bottom half, it's kind of like, oh, yes, like <laughs> I made it. So I guess it's good for those teams. But, you know, losing that bye is, is that, that's, that's different. That's going to be different. Yeah, that bye is rough. But like you said, it makes the regular season really interesting for the teams yeah. at the top. So I do like that. Um, all right, before we let you go, are you watching anything? Are you doing anything in quarantine a little different? I know everybody's watching Tiger King. I'm in the middle of that. Um, I've watched, so I've watched Prison Break. You ever seen that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm on the fourth season of Prison Break right now. And then Snowfall, have you ever seen that? Oh, I love Snowfall. Listen, Snowfall, Snowfall is tight. 
Snowfall is ridiculous. It so, is. and they're coming out with a new season. They just don't know when they're dropping it. Some sometime soon. And then I was just talking to uh, Dr. Pat, and he was saying that we need to check out Zero Zero Zero, and it's on Amazon Prime. And it's like he said, if you think Snowfall is lit, this is Snowfall on steroids. It's called Zero 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 or Amazon Prime or something like that. So I'm going to start watching that. Okay, I haven't heard of that. I'll check that one out too. Yeah. So you didn't watch Tiger King yet? Man, I started watching like the first episode. And after that, I was like, I'm turning this off. But I heard like once you get past like two or three, I was just talking to Devontae about that. Adams, he hit me up last night on FaceTime. Like, yeah, man, you just got to get past like one or two. And then it gets way more interesting after that. It's a lot of setup in the beginning, but it's, okay. it's wild. Did you watch okay. Love is Blind? Nah, oh, my mom been watching watch that. I haven't line. watched it. I'm telling I might, you. I might watch it. So I was quarantined with my brother a few weeks ago. Uh, and tell he, him I said what's up. That's dope. Oh, well. And he was like, he was the same way. He was like, nah, like, this is whack. I don't watch this. I was like, I don't either. Like, I don't watch Bachelorette or none of that. But right. my, my friends could tell me to watch it. And I was like, yeah, let's just watch it. Like, it's easy. Ain't nothing to think about. Yeah. Once you get past the first 20 minutes where you're, like, trying to figure out everything's going on, it is crazy. Like, it's, it's okay. so good. And it's not, it's not a lot, like, hard to watch. And it's, it's only, like, 11 episodes. But it's good. All right. I'm going to check it out then. All right. So, zero, zero, zero. And you got to watch Love is Blind. All right. Got you. <laughs> All right. Well, stay safe. Um, good luck next year. Glad you're back with the Packers. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again before the season starts. Yeah, for sure. I'll let you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Right. Quitting. 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 We about to turn up in this bitch. What up, Heller? What am I winning or quitting today? I would prefer to be called the Tiger King now. Mm, okay. Actually, what actually, the Leopard King, because I got spots, you know what I mean? We, we, we call you uh, a John Exotic. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Exotic. <laughs> All right, John Exotic with Quitter Cameron, Cameron Jarrell, I wrote Newman. That's crazy. What you did? You did write Newman. That's Shout crazy because Jarrell, Jarrell is Brandon's middle name. <laughs> I know. Amazing. What a Freudian slip. Amazing. Well, Brandon, <laughs> baby Carter, can I? Michelle, hello. All right. Uh, Cameron Jarrell Newton is an enigma. I see a Renaissance man. Others say he's distracted. I can hear his creativity when he talks and feel his swagger when he plays. Others wish he would sound like everyone else and are offended by his showboating, right? Right. Obviously, I'm right and the haters are wrong, but as Cam Newton remains jobless, it makes you think that just maybe Cam Newton's brand is hurting his chances of getting another starting QB job, Joy, with it or quit it. With it, it is definitely hurting his chances of getting a starting quarterback job. That's along with the fact that there are several um, pretty high-profile prospects coming into the draft this year. So teams that need quarterbacks have either already made moves, yep. uh, for example, the Bears or the Raiders. Other teams the that Raiders. need quarterbacks, um, like the Dolphins and the Chargers, for example, or the Patriots, are going to draft quarterbacks so we're assuming yeah. anyway so and Bengals, of course <sighs> getting Joe Burrow. anyway the point is this <laughs> is why cam newton is putting out all these workout videos now you know you're in the media media people love workout videos they swear they can see something going on in these workout videos they swear it so meanwhile it really is what these dudes do all day every day just so you know they're athletes 
us normal people, when we do a workout, we feel like we need to post it because we are like proving that we actually do something with our body as opposed, mm. <laughs> as opposed mm. to sitting around and watching sports all day long, which is what we actually do. So the idea that somebody needs to post yeah. a workout to prove that they're dedicated to their sport to me has always been insanity. It makes me want to sit people down like, okay, so I want to explain social media to you. It's not real. Mm -mm. Nobody puts their problems on social media. In fact, the people that do put their problems on social media, generally we don't we don't follow them. It's like a lot. So you want to put your best face forward on Instagram, on Snapchat. That's why they got those filters. We love them. Okay, you can you can change the color. You know, yeah. put some little scenery, some stickers, tags. Social media is not real. So like just because somebody doesn't post their everyday workout on social media and they choose to share that they're actually interested in fancy scarves doesn't mean that they're not dedicated to their sport. Mm. Fancy scarves. I would argue that the fact that Cam Newton has played through injuries for this past couple years and has gone through excruciating surgeries in order to get back on the field should show that he's dedicated to his sport. But this all went bad for Cam after the Super Bowl, during the press conference. Yeah. Since then, it's always been like critical this, critical that. You know, he's not dedicated, he doesn't care. Meanwhile, you know, the random offensive lineman that does nothing but post fishing pictures every day, we don't question whether he's dedicated or not. It's because he's a quarterback. And it's because it's Cam Newton and he's a superstar. So I like that he's putting these workout videos out there so all these people that think that he doesn't really right. care about the sport of football can then be satisfied. But those are the same people that are like, oh my God, do you really have to post your 10th picture of your Sam and Carpaccio? No one cares. Somebody cares. The 32 right. people who liked it care. I love some Sam and Carpaccio right now too. Doesn't oh. that sound... So good. And the only reason I said that is because I follow a food blogger who posted homemade salmon carpaccio. And I was like, oh, damn, looks so good. I'm too scared to like, I'm not that aggressive with cooking. Like I, I'm too afraid to cook or like get involved with any type of meal that's like raw or I'm not quite yep. sure if I eat no it, risk. if it's going to make me sick. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to stay away from the carpaccio. But yeah, man, salmon carpaccio sounds fire. So, so the, what I'm taking away from this is that Cam Newton is the salmon carpaccio of the NFL. Exactly. Fancy, a little tough to understand. A little lemon. Yeah. Not, not for everybody, but if you get down, you get down on some salmon Ooh, carpaccio. You get super down. You live the life. You get super down. Super down. I, and I think I think the Cam Newton videos are even the his workout videos are more than him just trying to prove that he's still out. Like their art. Oh, yeah. Like it's an interesting, it's compelling. It's an interesting watch. It's some of the best TV going right now in the sports world is Cam Newton's black and white Instagrams talking about how he was doubted, talking about how they threw him away, listening to gospel, working oh, out. You know, I, I like mean, the gospel. You it. know, I love the gospel music in the background. Beautiful. I had a, I had a joyous giggle when mm. I, when I heard the song, I'm like, Oh, so many people are not going to understand what this is. And it's just, it's good. You know Cam Newton. He ain't going to do nothing basic. He doesn't even type basic. Nope. Nothing uh, basic. The, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if the typing is my favorite thing, but again, don't care. Not important. Not, Not important. important at all. He got Oh, so he spent five minutes. He got an app that makes his text look weird. At least he's an individual. At least he can think for himself. That's what you want in a leader. I mean... I love <sighs> unique personalities. It makes our job so much easier and so much Gosh. more fun. I'm so out on squares especially superstar squares. 
So I'm I'm here for all of it. I don't love the writing either. It's not my favorite. Whatever though. But it's whatever. It's Cam. Like I know when I pull up a Cam Newton Instagram post, I'm gonna have to put it a little closer to my face and try and figure out what he said. And also, dope just, captions too. He puts yeah. thought and effort into his captions. I can't my captions are emojis ninety percent of the time. I'm right. like I literally look at it like what would a caption for this be? Heart, send. <laughs> it's not can, about the can, caption. Cam never punts on a caption. He goes for it on fourth and long. He'll take a shot. It don't matter. A Hail Mary on the caption every time. A design play, though. Yep. Not just a launch. Nope. Nope. Uh, all right. What's next? Okay. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Tom Brady's a fancy pirate, and I'm hella hyped about it. Selfishly, I now get to do these two things in conjunction. I get to root for Tom Brady, who... At the end of the day, is a Bay Area guy. Shouts to 510 Skateboards. He is a Bay Area guy. He's from the North Bay. So I get that going for me. Plus, rooting for Tom Brady now means rooting for chaos. Shouts to the real Joker and RIP to the real Joker. Joy, the Bucks will win the NFC South this season. Would it or quit it? Quit it. But they will make the playoffs. The Saints are going to win. Right. The Saints are going to win the NFC South. We know that. Old Drew, you got old Drew still pulling it out. Old Drew is still going to pull it out. They just got Emmanuel Sanders. They're in great shape coming back from next year. They're going to win the NFC South. But an interesting wrinkle in this year's uh, football season, which we're assuming is going to start on time, they've added another wild card spot to mm. the playoffs. Another wild card team for both the NFC and AFC expands the playoff pool. Um, it's going to obviously make the number one seed all that more important, but the Bucks are not competing for the number one overall seed. Nope. So I think they make the playoffs this year. I think whatever the measurement for success is, is what's important to focus on for Brady and for this for this immediate like Brady-Belichick breakup, right? So the Belichick and the Patriots currently claim they're all in on Jarrett Stidham. I don't believe it, but that's what they're trying to pitch us on. Who knows if Jared Stidham's good? Who knows? He could be the next GOAT. Nobody knows. Nobody knew Tom Brady was going to be a GOAT when he went in either. So I'm all, I'm, I'm all ears and all eyes for Jared Stidham. Right. Me, I, there's not even to prove me wrong. I don't know what he is. So there's nothing. There's nothing. You're, you can only go up from here. Well, I, 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 he know that his name is Jer- I know that his name is Jared Stidham and he plays quarterback and that's it. That's it. That's all I know about him. Uh, he apparently has a big arm, according to Jordan Palmer. Who doesn't? It's NFL. I, I, what, what, what does that even mean? What does that what does mean? What does big arm mean? Like he can throw in the winds? Like right. you're, you're an he, NFL quarterback, you can't throw downfield? No one's taking nine-step drops. No one's got time for that. Can you throw it 40 accurately? Boom, you're in. Jeez Louise. I, I just, yeah, I'm with you on that one. But I do think that they make a make the playoffs in a wild card spot, which now there is one extra one. And to me, that is... That is success for Tom Brady. To me, that means you've had a successful season. I'm not expecting them to win the Super Bowl. I don't care that the Super Bowl's in Tampa this year. They're not going to be in it. They're going to be much improved because Tom Brady's not going to throw 30 interceptions and seven pick sixes and whatever, 15 fumbles. And it's like, how many fumbles did Jameis have? Six? I don't know, but seven pick sixes, when you say it out loud... That means that he scored 42 points plus PATs for the other team. Just, um, just like that. Crazy. Just like that. 42 Crazy. points for that team. Some, some quarterbacks don't do that for their whole career. Right. So they're definitely going to be improved in that spot. But I, I, to me, he's doing this for fun. This was about fun and having fun people to throw to. Talents. 
So he's going to enjoy himself in his last two years. I think the measure of success is them making the playoffs, which I think they're going to do. So I'm excited to watch it, and uh, I'm all in on the Pirates. Do you think that I don't believe he... in shots of rum, though. I don't believe What's in that? that. I don't believe in taking shots of rum. Unless you oh. are a pirate. Oh, in Florida? There... Sh- have you ever had a shot? Rum in a drink, in a well-made crafted cocktail. Delicious. Okay? But have you ever had a shot sweet, of rum? Like, yeah, like a shot sweet. of, like, Bacardi or... No. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's clear. It's you're surprised not, when you well, see it. It's even clear. not clear. Yeah. Rum, like say like a like a delicious Appleton. Okay, an Appleton and Coke, wonderful cocktail. Don't have too many, but you know it's a nice it's a nice beverage. Okay, a nice Cuba yeah. Libre. Okay, mm-hmm. but a shot of rum. Have you ever shot a rum? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been. It, I haven't had a shot of rum since I knew things. Thank you. <laughs> You know so I mean? I'm saying, like, I just, um, like, if someone's, like, at the bar, and they're like, oh, like, let's take a shot of something. If someone says, let's do a shot of rum, I'm like, no. Immediate no. Right. No. Right. And, you, and it's like, why, how did you, why did you, of what? Of all of the options that we have here, all of the different cocktail creations that we could make out of these options, you choose a, just a shot of rum. So you're a pirate. I mean, you're a fancy pirate. So speaking of speaking of people potentially being drunk on shots, what do you think about? Do you believe that God, Chris Godwin, gave Brady number twelve no money? Yes, I do. What? First of all, he already said that he would give him twelve if Brady wanted it. First of all, you don't want to be the guy that forces Tom Brady to wear wear fourteen in his last two years, the greatest quarterback of all time. You don't want to be that guy, A. You just don't want to be that guy. Second, he's already said that slide, he would give it to him. A, what? Slide a car into my driveway and you can be 12. No. What you mean? I mean, I'm sure, look, he's trying to endear himself with Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. We all know he's 12. It just fits. And like, what's the optics of Tom Brady giving him money in a time like this? for a number you know what i mean it's just kind of silly i see that and that's why i think they didn't tell us what was exchanged for it and they and they the team collectively told this lie that that's what i'm arguing because you gotta it's just a as he godwin's making a gesture so tom has to make a gesture too it doesn't have to be a million dollars but there's got to be something that tom has access to that godwin can't other than the football obviously uh (laughs) that that they exchange there's I mean, gotta be maybe, a little something maybe like you know there's there's something going you know he gives them a little percentage of tv 12 or something who knows but right. I, I i definitely don't think there was any money exchanged at all because that's just that's not good optics right now plus he's he already came out like two weeks ago and or whenever it happened and said like he would give uh tom brady 12 so right. i i believe it but i'm glad yeah. he's wearing 12 like just finish out your career in the right number yeah well it's coming it's coming out this this segment's going to come up in a little bit when you talk with T, but I'm the culture report's looking lit today. Adonis is in there, plus the Tiger King. What a great name! I got takes. I'll say. I'll let you guys have it. Adonis is a great name too. Yeah. Strong. Uh huh. For a little, for a little, uh, little blonde kid. He's adorable. He's very cute. I'll discuss it with T, but yes, he's very cute. <laughs> for, it's for a Canadian actor's son. He, he's very nice. <laughs> All right. Bye, Heller. <laughs> All right, Donnie, what do we have in high-key, low-key this week? 
High key, on this day in 1994, Michael Jordan reported to spring training for the Birmingham Barons. Low key, we'll never see that kind of sports hopping again. Uh, Yes, I would agree with that. So, you know, the so they just announced, ESPN just announced that they're moving up the release date or the premiere of the Jordan documentary, which is like, we're all like, thank you. Exactly. We need this. <laughs> content, more content. Yeah, it's it's still not for another 19 days, but or 20 days. I believe it's April 19th they're starting it. But yeah, it's kind of ironic that like they announced it yesterday and then, you know, this day in history is when he announced he was playing baseball. And we were talking about this yesterday and it got me thinking, I don't think this could ever happen again. Yeah, I actually disagree. I could see something like this happening. But why do you think that that was a one and done thing? Well... Because I think this the world is different now, right? Like everyone has an opinion. Not that everyone didn't have opinions before, but you know, we talked about them over beers and in the barbershop and like it didn't ever really make it to, there was no Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. So there was not a way for us to like be against it. Like there were definitely people that were not for him going and playing baseball. But now, like the pushback on somebody like Michael Jordan stopping his basketball career and going to play baseball would be like people would be rioting in the streets. And I'm trying to think of somebody who like is comparable to this. And I mean, obviously, you know, LeBron James. So but this would be LeBron James of like a few years ago. And then also like LeBron didn't win three championships in a row. So maybe it would be like the closest comparison I could think of would be after LeBron was done in Miami, he left and went to play baseball or play football. Right. Right. Like people would lose their minds. It would be incredibly compelling, but it would not be looked on in a positive way. It would look like he was like quitting. And even if he came back, it was like, he's not really committed. He could never, ever be the greatest of all time. And I just don't, I don't know. I don't think that an athlete could get, not get away with it, but it just would not be supported. And we've seen it like here and there, like Russell Wilson, um, just as a recent, uh, Kyler Murray was a big conversation. Is he going to play? Tim Tebow. Tim Tim Tebow was kind of like forced into it though. Like the, the NFL rejected Tim Tebow. And that's why he got into baseball, but it wasn't okay. like a oh I'm excelling at the highest level at the as an NFL quarterback I'm gonna quit because that like that's how you have to compare it. It's not somebody who like failed at this or like didn't fit into this, so then he went to play baseball. Like Jordan was playing at the highest level and quit and went and played baseball, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So I don't think like if you put all those things into comparison and now put it into today's setting where everyone has an opinion, I don't think that they could do it. I think with uh, in today's age, you see players retiring a lot earlier than they used to. And I, I feel like with those numbers rising and with our definition of what sports is kind of expanding, I feel like you could see an athlete excelling and retiring and becoming a, a, a top athlete in another sport at some point down the line. But he didn't like retire. He quit yeah. in the middle of his career went and played baseball and then came back and won three more championships. So it's not like somebody retiring and then like going, picking up golf and being great at golf, like Tony Romo or something like this is legit. Stop my career, go play another sport, 
come back, crush that career again, and then still be considered the greatest of all time at that original sport. Yeah, to come back after leaving the sport and then win more championships, I yeah, that that will not ever happen again without a doubt. But I, I don't know. I feel like I with I feel like something like that might happen down the line in the future. Never say never. No, I wouldn't say never. I just don't I don't think it will happen just because people want you to be so committed, especially at that level. Yeah. It's not a Tim Tebow situation. It's not a situation where someone's retiring and picking up something else. Like it's a stop in the middle of their prime three mm -hmm. championships, go play another sport, not really be particularly great at that sport. Yeah, be middling average. Right, and then come back. Well, still impressive, but then come back and win three more championships. Like, I just don't, I don't see, what see it happening. Um, all right, what's next? High key, the Chargers need to find a replacement for Phillip Rivers. Low key, they might already have one in Tyrod Taylor. I'm a Tyrod Taylor fan. I think Tyrod Taylor, similar to Teddy Bridgewater, kind of keeps getting not disrespected but he's just a little bit unappreciated like what he did in buffalo was really impressive i think he was in a bad yes. situation with the browns one because it's the browns and then they draft baker mayfield who's number one overall and like if you take a quarterback number one overall you got to start them week one and that like i always felt that way about baker and it was nothing against tyrod taylor who i think is a good quarterback and is a franchise quarterback but it keeps getting put in these situations where like they don't give it to him, or they do yeah. give it to him, and then they draft a guy. Yeah. So I think that the Chargers are going to draft a quarterback. I think that's why they haven't gotten Cam Newton, who we know is available and would be a good fit there, and in yeah. my opinion, is a slight upgrade from Tyrod Taylor at this point. People would disagree because Tyrod has been healthy and Cam hasn't, but the Chargers would seem like a good place for Cam. I just don't think he's going to end up there. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. I think that they're going to move up in the draft to get a quarterback. But here's my thing. So we're assuming that Tua goes to the Dolphins, right? Yeah, we're assuming. We're assuming, unless Burrow. <laughs> but if that doesn't happen, Dolphins get Tua. Now you're starting to get into some questionable areas. Do they go with Jordan Love? Do they go with Justin Herbert? Do they get Jacob Eason? I, mean, I don't think that they will. I think it's between Justin no. Herbert and possibly Jordan Love. Mm -hmm. So likely they end up with Justin Herbert. Is he ready to start right now? Over Tyrod Taylor, who's been there for a season already. And, and we have to consider that a lot of the offseason stuff that would normally go on with training and rookie camp and all that stuff might get pushed back or eliminated completely. So exactly. I think that Tyrod will end up being the starting quarterback for the Chargers this year. I do think that they're going to draft somebody, but I don't think he's going to be ready to play right away, which is good for Tyrod because he deserves that opportunity. I'm excited. Yeah. What's next? High key. The last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, it was boring. Low key. That might have been the last time for a while though. <laughs> Oh, it was so, so boring. boring. It was so annoying. What an annoying I, Super Bowl. I, I was so excited for it. Expectations let down. The halftime show. Yeah, yeah. The whole game. Yeah, pretty bad. Bad. Oh, what a colossal disappointment. Yep. What a great Super Bowl compared to that Super Bowl we had this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, Thank you, Mahomes. Just an, sure. Yes. And Jimmy G, like just an excitement yep. fest. J Lo, yep. Shakira. Oh yeah, everybody put in. Bad Bunny. <laughs> it was yep. wonderful. It was a team effort. It was. Uh, Fox, we did an amazing job. Sorry, it's yep. gonna be very hard to top that. Probably not ever. But the point is, 
I don't think they're going to make it back there in a while. And I was all in on the Rams direction and them paying everybody and like, let's just go all in, win now, chips on the table. We want to try and win a Super Bowl right now. We are not building for longevity. Well, they just lost seven starters. They haven't had a first round pick in the last three years. They don't have a first round pick until like 2022. Insane. They have, I think, six picks in this draft, but not, the first one is like number 52. Yeah. yeah. So they have to absolutely nail the draft. They're going to have to pick up pieces here and there. And they are saying like they knew this was going to happen. Like they knew they were going to pay everybody a bunch of money and go all in. And if it didn't work, like they're going to have to tear the team apart. Todd Gurley's not there. They've lost so many starters. Eric Weddle retired. Like, they're just going to look completely different. And in that division, I just don't think they have a chance. I don't think we're going to see them back in the playoffs for several years, which is kind of a letdown because Sean McVay was so fun and discussable. And now yeah. it's like, mm, you've the got this bad logo, this awful it, logo, several awful it. logos. <laughs> this is The timing of this is, is disappointing. They're going into this new stadium and for them to be like a completely different team in a bad way, that, that really sucks. It does. And LA is a tough market as it is. So yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that they are not built for the future. They're going to have to really rely on their young guys. And it's, it's looking, it's looking bleak for the Rams at this point. Now that said, I don't necessarily think it was a mistake for them to build the team the way that they did and go all in the way that they did. Cause had they won a Super Bowl, I would consider this a smashing success. So yeah, this I was super, super close to working. They were this close for this being a dope. Right. They were Todd Gurley's knee away from this being the way that people build their teams now to win a championship. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I like for a team to be competitive over years at a time, obviously, but I've also spent a lot of time with non-competitive teams. So I know what that life is like. It's just the tough that it's in Los Angeles, but I, I don't think they're going to be back for a while. Um, yeah. What's next? High key, there will be an expanded playoff system for the NFL this upcoming season. Low key, that is super smart. Go Lions! Oh, the Lions. <laughs> no, the Lions are not in this. No, Sorry. but I feel like this helps. <laughs> it helps our chances. Well, it, it does nothing but help. What it does, it does, it does nothing but help. That's true. What it does do is open up the possibility for a whole new group of teams that would be eliminated by the end of the season to still have some hope because there's going to be two wild card spots. So they're adding a wild card spot to each conference, AFC, NFC. What this also does is makes the top seed in the AFC and NFC extremely valuable because they're the only teams that are going to get buys now. So we're going to have three games in the first weekends of the playoffs and the wild card weekend, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, which is thrilling. I'm, oh, so much football. <laughs> so much football. And so much playoff football. And exactly. it makes the regular season way more important because if you are one of those top teams, losing that random game to that crappy team can affect you getting the number one seed and getting that buy in the playoffs, which is going to be extremely valuable now. So I love it. I'm here for it. I love this idea. I hate the idea of adding an, another game to the regular season. But this means more money for guys, more playoff money. And it also means that essentially half the league will be making the playoffs. Around 47% of the league will make the playoffs, which, like I said, opens up for 
the Lions. Yes, this is our <laughs> And a whole bunch of other teams, the possibility of making the playoffs. And it's also why I think Brady will make the playoffs this year, which mm-hmm. will be a win for him. So I think this is exciting. I'm glad they approved it. And uh, hopefully they just keep it like this and don't add an extra game to the regular season, which kind of eliminates the value of adding the playoff, extra yeah. playoff game. But super cool, good decision by the NFL. I also saw that there's going to be a Nickelodeon broadcast of the wild card games that's geared towards the younger audience. And I'm super curious to see what that looks like. Yeah, I saw that as well. I, it's very interesting. I'm I'm very interested to see how, how they make it. I, I mean, I don't know how you make football younger, but it I is smart, though. They're trying to expand their audience. Kid broadcasters is what I'm hoping Ooh. for. Fingers crossed. Whoa. That would be amazing. Level up idea. I'm so (laughs) here for the kid broadcasters. I love kid broadcasters, especially like the really good kid broadcasters are amazingly entertaining. I think there'll be some TikTok action, uh, probably spliced in there, some challenges. Nickelodeon has access to these kids. If anybody can do it, it's Nickelodeon. Yeah, I agree. Nick Nick, Nick at night, like, I mean, legendary, (laughs) legendary stuff on there. Hey T, what's the tea? Time for the culture report. Yes, so Drake shares his first photo of his son Adonis on Instagram, who is so cute with his blue eyes and curly hair. Love it, what'd you think? Um, Well, I was like everyone else really surprised because he's been very protective and very private of his son and that whole situation that he has going on personally, but I love it. First of all, his son is adorable. He looks just like his mom. He actually reminds me a lot of my my niece, Zoe, when she was little. I mean, she still has like huge blonde curly hair, but I actually sent you guys a picture of her as a baby on our group chat. Like they look like they could be twins. They do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, he's adorable. And it, yeah, it seems like they have like a really cute family situation going on there. First of all, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Like yeah. stunning. Um, and I, look, uh, anytime you share a piece of yourself that you otherwise had private, people are going to have an opinion about it, which obviously yeah. everyone has an overload of opinions now because we're all sitting at home finding stuff to talk about and do. But I think that's probably why he maybe felt like sharing it at this point that, you know, it's going to be difficult to keep that private forever being a superstar of Drake's level. But I, he's, he's adorable. So, um, you know, happy for him. Cute. Yeah, me too. I, I, I was thinking too, like, I didn't realize it's been two years. His son is two. Yeah, didn't that that whole so, situation went really fast? <laughs> like it it's whereas the month of March has felt like three years. That that uh, from the time that we found out about all of that till now, it went really quickly. Um, so what else is going on? All right, so the living room concert hosted by Elton John was featuring Backstreet Boys, Mariah Carey, her. I mean, I feel like everybody was there. Um, it did so so well. Um, they raised $8 million for coronavirus relief, and they attracted about 9 million viewers, which is insane. So uh, the other night was definitely, like, the place to be was in your living room watching Elton John. <laughs> no, it was. It, <laughs> it was, was really <laughs> it was really fun. They had it streaming on a bunch of different um, places, too. Caffeine TV streamed it also and um, on top of Fox. So it was really fun. Like, it was, it was kind of... 
uh, revealing. Like, you know, you get to see the inside of, you know, some of your star's homes and some people have studios and Elton John told everyone he doesn't have a piano in his house, which is crazy. So he ended yeah. up playing on his son's keyboard. But, you know, Elvis Ellen, as you said, the Backstreet Boys, Mariah Carey sang with, like, you know, her her background singers sending in, like, selfie videos. So it was awesome. It was really fun to, like, see everyone and see the conversation and um, have everyone do these, you know, acapella in-home performances that you otherwise wouldn't, you know, never, ever see this kind of intimate performance. And obviously raising money for everything that's going on right now with... Um, coronavirus so i i loved it i thought it was fun i feel like they should do it every week <laughs> like there's so oh, many more sure. artists like let's let's do it again and you know see some yeah. other people but it was fun it was and i i grew i think i told you this that i grew up watching the backstreet boys i was a huge fan so when i saw that i'm like okay oh so backstreet you were backstreet back. boys or you were in sync oh no i was backstreet boys oh uh, yeah so I was in sync. I love I love Backstreet Boys. You know who else? I was. Uh, yeah. What was it? Ninety eight degrees. I love ninety eight degrees. Oh yeah. And what was degrees. the other one? Um, what was the other group? Oh, they were so mm-hmm. cute. What was their name? Uh, the Hanson brothers. <laughs> no, no, not the Hansons. Oh, this is gonna bug me now. Old Town. Old Town. Old Town was my. St- <laughs> Oh, I loved O-Town. You remember O-Town? I do, but I never got into them. I liked O-Town. I thought the lead singer was really cute. That's why I liked O-Town. Um, oh. But yeah, no, boy bands, boy bands were the era. But yeah, that was, the whole thing was really fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, what's next? Um, so I, I watched Tiger King yesterday. <laughs> you finally gave in. I finally gave in and watched it. Uh, it, it was It was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, what did you think of it? Well, I haven't finished all of it yet um, because I very luckily have been very busy. But I'm on the fourth episode. And the weird thing is, is I I remember when I was in radio, the one of his like singles, one of Joe Exotic's singles, like hit the internets. And like, mm-hmm. I remember watching it, like, who is this crazy man? And so, like, when I saw the the preview for it, I was like, yeah, I know that guy. Like, you guys don't know about Joe Exotic? <laughs> so I'm like a Joe Exotic <laughs> hipster, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's 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 crazy that they were able to capture all of that content and all of these interviews from so long ago. And it, it, it it's just the whole thing is really, really wild. And, like, I think why everyone is so attracted to it is because it's this weird, like, subsection of society that like we all you know we know we can go to like certain private zoos or things and like you know hold cubs or you know baby tigers and whatever and we don't really think about like what happens to them afterwards when they're not cubs and you can't just go pet them anymore and like who takes care of these animals and so it's like this whole thing that we know exists but we don't know anything about the characters that are involved in the that lifestyle and like business so yeah it's it's wild i totally get why people are obsessed with it i find it very entertaining and interesting obviously and now they're reopening the case into the disappearance of dawn carol's ex-husband yeah so i was gonna ask you about do you think that she killed (laughs) i mean (laughs) 
I don't, it's really crazy. Like the thing about like her particularly, like she is the same as the other two guys. Like she's the same as, right. as uh, the, what's his name? Ardle or whatever. Don Ardle. Oh, yeah. She's the same as, as Joe Exotic and Don Ardle. She's the same person. The only difference is she does it under the guise of rescue and, you know, nonprofits so she has people just working for free. I mean, you heard the people that were there volunteering, like they work like 18 hours a day and they have to like Gosh. move up. Like it's all just like this scam thing. So she's the same to me as the other two. Um, and I don't, I mean, oh, I don't, you know, whatever my opinion of is of what, you know, what they're doing, uh, if they're taking care of the animals, obviously I would prefer for animals to be wild and free, but you know, I, I also do think it's important to have zoos and be able to like teach kids about animals and, and all of that, as long as it's done in a, you know, respectful and, you know, a, a way where the animals are, are cared for. But yeah, as far as her killing her husband, I mean, I don't know if I want to speculate about murder, but mm, it's a little crazy. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. She is definitely scary. She is, but it's in, it's in the most creepy way. Because she's very calm and you think she seems so nice, but then I don't know, something about her just seems very off. Oh no. From the moment she started talking, I knew what it was. <laughs> but like <laughs> I have very strong uh crazy radar. But yeah, I mean like I'm personally not afraid of her. She ain't gonna do nothing to me. But like she you could tell like she is up to something. I mean, you can't take wedding pictures with your husband's on his knees and a leash. <laughs> Girl. And expect me to take you seriously. Like, what is happening here? Honey, wrong. honey, what are you doing? Could you imagine if one of your friends was like, oh, girl, I got married on the beach. Here's my wedding picture. And her husband, her man is on his knees with a leash around his neck and a cat outfit. I'm mad that he allowed her to do that. Like, why would you even participate? I'm so upset. I feel like not <laughs> enough people are talking about this. <laughs> like they flashed it so quickly, I was like, "Oh no, oh, it's a tragedy." But the whole thing is so is so fun and interesting, and it's kind of like weirdly replacing sports for everyone. I had a feeling I was like, "Love is blind." Like two weeks ago, is everyone is like in watching the same thing and discussing it and like picking sides. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of fun. We're all trying to find a distraction right now. I don't think it's anything too serious to like think too much about, but it's de I'm definitely yeah. enjoying it though. It's entertaining. I mean, I don't want to ruin it for you because you're only on episode four, but I mean, there's so much more that that unravels, and I'm just I'm just so curious to like how right now it's like he's the only one that's being targeted, is like is doing something wrong. Yeah, it's very especially for where you are on the on the uh, on the show, right? Because oh I, no, I, know like, happens, I feel like it's already but... turned. Like I feel like the way that they described and showed carol it's already started to turn and as far like i don't yeah. know what's going on with don yet but did you see that britney spears had him on stage for her slave for you performance at the vmas yes that reason all those pictures resurfaced i know it's crazy it's crazy insane that with shaq too Sha with shaq oh yeah and there, shaq like... said we are not friends yeah just so you know <laughs> this is not the homie <laughs> i went there and saw some tigers <laughs> real quick right so I don't know, but I, 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 have you seen him get into politics yet? Are you, are you not there? No, I'm not there yet. So I'm gonna finish it. Okay, then we'll do the other half of the review <laughs> next week and, and wrap it up. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, thanks, Steve.
All right, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you to Mercedes Lewis for stopping by the pod as well. Make sure you follow us on all our social media pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. Subscribe on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia app, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay safe, stay home, and we'll catch you guys next week. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Uh.